Hi, I'm Feminasty Aaron Gibson. I'm Homosexual Brian Safi. And this is Attitudes, Gender Issues, LGBT Plus Issues, Pop Culture. I just add water. Okay, and watch me grow. <laughs> just kidding. Just add a lube and watch me grow. <laughs> Ooh, lube and go. <laughs> Get your car changed. <laughs> Can you handle it? <laughs> yeah. So, so we're doing our live show. Hello, lady attorneys. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you. Yes, they're all here with us. I'm going to shout them out by first name only. Evo, Ryan, Patch, Josie. Car- Josie, who threw me some real shade. Oh, no, no, she didn't. This isn't interesting. Sarah, Allie, Carla, everybody. This is very exciting. Thank you for being here. Um, now, everyone is being subjected to Brian's... Uh, Bedhead? A bedhead, which you're saying is not bedhead. It's actually a showerhead or it's what? It's a hathead. It's actually um, like, I, I'm in New York right now. Three different states in two and a half days. Wait, why? Well, because I was in Texas visiting my parents. And then I had to go to Los Angeles for like a day and a half. And then I came here. Of work? And then you went to New York? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Can, can you imagine? So No, I don't want to be in that many airports. Yeah, that was the worst part. Actually, the El Paso airport's lovely, and le- legendarily, LAX is beautiful, and legendarily, guess JFK. where this hoe got to touchdown in New York, baby? LaGuardia? Newark, honey. Oh, yes. I actually prefer New York. Newark. To JFK, I do too, actually. Okay, we're done? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, tell me about these cats. So basically, Brian's in some nondescript location, with yeah. um, the most like patterned but one color wallpaper I've ever seen in my life, and in the background there were cats. Yes, I actually I have to go get my hair cut. So anyway, I had warm hat hair. That's my point. And I took off my warm hat, and what do I see? But upon my eyes, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? The, yeah, the, I one mean of those static electricity balls. Yeah, it's truly because you're so backlit. I actually can't tell what's going on. Oh good. <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, okay. So, so tell us about these weird cats. I'm staying at which, a friend's place who's out of town, and she has these two cats. This one. Who's saying? Are you staying at Julie Klausner's? No. <laughs> it seems like I would be. Please be my zaddy. That's what this cat says. Okay. Wait. So this, where are these cats? Are these physical cats that no, somebody? These are real. Oh, okay. This is like a cutout. Mm. And then. But are they just depictions of someone's actual cats? You know, that I don't know. But mm. this one says. About a solar system. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 all of this makes sense and is totally relatable. And I get By the it. way, do you know that that's what I wake up and see right in the morning? First thing are those cats staring at me and I actually sort of love it. Are you sleeping like, on those small chairs? Is that what no, you're doing? No, no, but I'll bring them into the bedroom and have them face me because I like waking up and seeing a cat's glare because the cat, if you see the glare of a cat in the morning. And you decide to stay in bed and be lazy. Good for you. Because when cats stare at you in the morning, they're saying like, oh boy, get up. This is crazy. Get up. Or they, they, sh- they'll shame you. Completely. Anyway. They don't, they're, they're basically wild animals. They are. Well, yeah, of course. We've talked about that before. Beautiful wild animals. Now we have a friend, Rachel, who has a cat who she brought over from Greece which was a... That's right. She was like a stray. Yeah. Artemis. Yeah. Who's uh, turned out to be gendered wrong. But who, you know what? It's like, at, the, at that point, it's like, stick with the name, you know? It's and you know beautiful. what, Charlotte? I'm going to go with Charlotte here. At first, the cats stare at you in the morning, but then they'll attack you. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So you got to get out of bed. They will, they as we've said productive. on the show, they will eat you alive if you die in your house. And they suck the air out of out of babies, which is why yes. I, I when I'm sleeping, I keep them out of the room. Because you they think you think they're going to think you're a baby or a toddler. I breathe like a baby. And yes, my yes. Breath. How does that sound? Like a baby, sort of like. You've definitely met a baby. <laughs> Aaron, great news. If I was sleeping next to you, I would call Thank the you. police <laughs> if I heard that. Stereo. Just saying. Um, I was sleeping with some, this was a while ago. I was sleeping with someone once who in the middle of the night started talking. It was a language I didn't know. And then we woke up and I said, what was that language? They go, oh, I speak Turkish. Isn't that funny? 
That's really funny. And, and good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aaron, guess what I saw last night? The stars? No, just kidding. Well, You're in a city. <laughs> excuse just, me. S- s- excuse whoa, me. there it is. Excuse I'm like it hot. Opening, Opening night, baby. Aaron was invited too. She couldn't make it. No, but you know what? Here's the thing. I can just get that sticker on Etsy or something and put it That's on a playbill. You know, but Aaron and I have a very close friend we've worked with for a long time, and his close friend who we know who really helped put this show Burt together. Reynolds and Dom DeLuise. Those are the two. I got to tell you, if you're in New York, go see some like it hot. Not only because like you're, you're probably thinking if you know the movie, how could you adapt like a classic movie? Not only how could you adapt it and also be a little bit more sensitive about the material. I got to tell you, and Aaron knows too because we you would read the script too. This show is so funny, so poignant, so well done, really flips the script on the original one, which I know is beloved, but also it's like an old fashioned Broadway show. It is like people, they are hoofing, honey. They are tap dancing. They are twirling. It is phenomenal. So and there's no, there's no screens. And did they do, do you feel like they did Balboa Island proud? What's Balboa Island again? Isn't that where the- Coronado Island? Oh, sorry, Coronado, yes. How can you not do it proud? I mean, just by like not being someone who goes there a lot, you do it proud. You know what I mean? <laughs> I visited like the pe- once. There were too many children. Way that, too many kids. Yeah. The beach there is actually nice, but way too many kids. In fact, when I, one time when I got my hair cut in St. Petersburg. Um, Wait, and I by said who? I was, from, was, that the, was that the granola bar story? No, this was the one who had a hat with his name Chris on in glitter. Oh. Right. Okay. Remember, he was wearing his own name. Yes. And I said, I'm from LA. And he said, Ah, I love LA, Coronado Island. Which is three hours, four four hours away. Yeah. It's like our whole thing with like, Oh, you're from LA? Oh, what what part? Long Beach? No, honey. That's a different town. Yeah. Different town altogether. Oh, my friend from high school came to visit and she was like, Why don't you come see me after work? And she was in motherfucking Newport Beach. And I was like, I can't physically get there. Yeah. That's not what we do. In time for this day to be still today. Yep. By the way, guess who I saw there last night? Um, gosh, ugh, there's a couple people it could have been. Think uh, New York. Think New York. Aretha Franklin. Think my town. Think my town. Aretha Franklin. No. Um. Think Lu- sex. Luther think, Vandross. Think sex. Oh, Prince. Think, no. Uh. Thinks. Thinks. I'll give you two clues. Four words, but I'm only going to give you two of the words. Okay. Sex. Yeah. City. Oh, you saw Sarah Jessica Parker. I did with her husband, yeah. Matthew Broderick. Can you believe yeah. it? Yeah. I like to call him Sarah Jessica Parker's husband and then stop there. You know what? I'm fine with that because I have to say, I've, I love her so much. I really do. And I think it's genuine. That your love for her? Yeah. But I saw her bound down. I saw, and then I saw, by the way, the person I was with doesn't follow musical theater at all. The person that I went with me. When I How tell was you that? that well, follows theater, but just not like, in other words, like I was like, oh my God, there's Andrea Martin. And I, I know she's a comedian, obviously, but like, I was like, there's Andrea Martin. Oh my God. She was so brilliant. And X, Y, Z, da, 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 and they were like, I've never, and I go, there's Marissa Jarrett Whitaker. I, I can't believe when Oker, I cannot believe we're so close to her. And he was like, I literally have, I mean, Aaron, do you know these names? <laughs> no, but I would, but no, I know that I know, uh, the first one. Yeah. SCTV, right. Adam Shankman, our friend, we saw Adam Shankman. Oh yeah. Which is oh, great. See, now I'm starting to get, I mean, I'm, I know every other one. So I guess I would, if you were to sit between me and this other person, then you would have had at least some sympathy during That's this true. this name droppy thing that you're doing right now. But I got to say, there's nothing better than a Broadway audience on an opening night because everyone is so stoked to be there. But there's so many Broadway actors who like are not working right now, who are watching the show, who are trying to steal the thunder in their reactions. What do you that mean? The like they're part. laughing so laughing hard? Laughing so hard, crying so hard. Like, sort and of wait, like a, you, you recognize some of these Broadway actors oh, doing yeah, this? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm not going to name names, but yeah. What it was like, do, can you do, do, do like a, um, just a, like a medley of these reactions? Yeah, it was a lot of like, like you would see people at the end of the show, people, you know, it got a standing ovation, which it deserved. I cannot stress enough how good the show is. It is so fucking fun and it's just right on time in a, in a great way. But people like basically clutching their chests while they were clapping, like shaking their heads, watching it like Rachel Berry, like Leah Michelle in Glee, like that kind of thing. And, Go the, back what, and, the, and the laughing. 
dying laughing, just like shaking their heads, like truly like, as if they had just won a Golden Globe. So you're saying every emotion came with like seven to eight hand gestures? Correct. Right. Okay. You know, I got gotcha. you. Yep. yep. But it was amazing. That's all I got to say about that. I can't wait to see it. I can't. Oh, someone's saying to go see Titanic. Oh, I did see it. <laughs> Period. <laughs> oh, I saw. I Can I bring back recommendations from this whatever this place we live? Whatever. Yeah, this, this, red, this place we're calling home right now. I also saw a friend project this weekend. Um, the Inspection. Do you oh. know about this movie? No, I don't, but um, I've been through one. <laughs> it's the actor. Oh God, what's his, what, what, what inspection have you been in? Oh, but well, one time I was inspected for lice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh-huh. the hands were very soft. They were wearing uh, nitrate gloves, which is great. Oh, good. Oh, and, gloves made out of nitrate. Yeah. And then we made <laughs> our own alcohol. So that was. Oh, I, <laughs> sounds very Amish of you. <laughs> it was, it was, well, it was when I was Amish. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. You did reverse rum springer. I did. Yeah. I did. I said, you, you know what? You were Amish and you said, go try I've it I've had enough. I need to go into the Amish world for a year and then I need to leave. You know, I'll say this. The only thing that I would say is good about that because I think it was pretty, I think it was a, a hard uh, left turn for you, but I do love that homemade butter you make now. Sorry, Isn't turn. All so I good. do. I say, and then I, then the theme song, of course, is to everything. Churn, churn, churn. There is some cream. Churn, churn, churn. A time to churn, a time to cream. And that's the lyric I sing when I'm climaxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's also, that, that also got you kicked out of reverse rum springer. It is. Honey, how are you? I feel like my energy is so manic today. Please. Jeremy Pope. Do you know this actor? Yeah, sure. Okay, Jeremy Pope is the star of it. It is written by um, Elegance Bratton, who was homeless, queer in the 90s and joined the Marines. And so it's this true wow. story of him. It's and like a documentary or it's a, it, it's or a, like it's a like biopic? It's like fictionalized, lightly fictionalized, but Jeremy Pope plays the, the lead and is absolutely, utterly astounding. And I was, I went to watch it because my friend, um, was our director on it and I was nervous because obviously a gay man in the military in the 90s during Don't Ask, Don't Tell in Marines, which is like hardcore to the max, even by military standards. But I have to say, I thought that it did a really good job of like showing the camaraderie and how they stuck together and like protected themselves inside of the training Mm. was great. I mean, there's obviously stuff that's going to be upsetting to watch, but I didn't leave. I didn't leave being like the military is great, but I didn't leave being like, oh, this person didn't get something from this experience, you know, didn't get sure. something good and, 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 and warm from this experience. I, right. It's a really fantastic movie. Gabrielle Union is in it. She is. Oh, wait, I have heard about that. She's supposed to be unbelievable. Incredible. That's what I hear. I hope she gets an Oscar nomination. I, I have, I, I have heard of the movie because of, I've, I've heard that she's like unbelievable in it. There are so many, everybody so in it is doing like top notch, all of it, all yeah. of it. It's yeah. incredible. I can't recommend it enough. I mean, if you're going to go see um, something this weekend, I think this should be it. There's also another documentary out that I didn't, that they, that they played before this about, damn it. She's a photographer. It's called the beauty and the bloodshed. Do you know about this? Yeah. That's the one about Ann Gettys, right? And, and the different tulips she picks to put babies in and what her process is. Well, and how she fought against the cabbage industry, the dirty (sighs) cabbage industry. So that she was so to divest from her art. I hope those babies that she put in cabbages before she photographed them didn't eat the cabbages because that would have been a long day of shooting. Well, because you know, they don't really have systems to handle cabbage yet. So well, that they just also goes, they're nude, so they're shitting in those cabbages. They're also. shitting in those cabbages. They're peeing it, in those cabbages. Absolutely, and it just isn't. People don't realize that actually most of the Ann Getty's work that goes into those photo shoots goes into the cleanup. Yeah, you it's know? a lot. It's so many Swiffers. It's a lot of Swiffer wet jets. It's, it's a you know, lot of like Clorox cleanup wipes. It's a lot of baby wipes. A lot wipes. of Lysol. Well, you shouldn't use that on a baby, but yeah, there's a lot. No, of- you sh- Yeah, but to clean the cabbages. 
Well, I guess my two pieces of advice today are, number one, use Clorox wipes as baby wipes. <laughs> number two, give dogs chocolate. So if you learn nothing from this podcast, thank you, lady attorneys. Um, I will, um, for being here, obviously anybody can join at any time on patreon.com slash attitudes. I am going to be doing a dolls this week. Yes, you are, baby. Whether whether or not you 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 all want it, I'm doing it. Okay. What are you going to do? Just here. Okay, her name is Miss Beasley, and she is. She's a doll. Mm-hmm. She's a doll from a TV show that was turned into a real doll for consumption okay. from the '60s, and she is the first doll. This is going to be my big teaser. She's the first doll I've researched who suffers from crippling self doubt, and I cannot By the way, wait to. Sh- People are freaking out. They they love whatever show you're talking about. Oh, it's something, um, Alanis, it's like something in the family. All in family, the family? affair. That's right. Family oh, affair. Okay. Uh, it was like a my, my Three Sons creator. I think that's who I have to I have to read my notes, but it sounds fresh as fuck. Essentially, it's like the American dream in a TV series where the problems are small. And the comedy's high. And Mrs. Beasley was one of the dolls and she talks and the phrases that she says are absolutely unacceptable to say to children. I fully and believe I can, it. And I can't wait to tell you all I'm about so it. Can excited. I show you this hoe? Let me show yeah, you this please. slide. Okay, so this is what Mrs. Beasley looks like. I'm going to share my screen. For those of you who don't know, and I, and I hope this really gets you excited. Can you see her? Hold on a second. This is, I would have done any, I'm not kidding. I would have done anything for this doll when I was a kid. Listen, look at those She looks eyes. big and plushy. Yeah. She looks look. pissed as hell that she's in the situation she's in, which who, what, what gay child can't relate to that? She says the original beloved 11 phrases characterized lovingly by actress Cheryl Ladd. Cheryl Ladd did the voice for this? Yes. And it is sold by the Bradford Exchange, which we all know the Parade Magazine people in the house understand the Bradford Exchange is the number one advertiser, really, in 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 Parade. So this is this is a doll where all almost everything we love it collides. Wow! This now, is... if you see her, some of these dolls, and I'll talk about this more when you see her in these ads let's see if there's one here without the glasses i mean unrecognizable she looks like the i keep bringing it up but she looks like the baby from the sunshine family grown up oh yeah she and look at that look at that she's got that wig this is true that is a that is a that is a razor cut that is a butter yellow wig if i've ever seen one for sure Oh my God. Okay. So anyway, we're going to be talking about Mrs. Oh, I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with her. I have to look at who sent, someone sent me, sent me the doll. So I'll, I'll give you credit on the, on the free fee. Cause I don't have that in front of me, but, um, I mean on the, on the bonus app, but I'm, I, I, I couldn't be more excited. Anybody who wears yellow shoes, polka dot leggings and uh, a polka dot dress. Are you kidding? Icon. Icon. All right, so please go to uh, patreon.com slash attitudes to hear all about Mrs. Beasley. And uh, (laughs) what a sell. But $5 gets you in there. You can get one Dateline and one Dolls every month. $10 gets you all the audio. And the lady attorneys who are with us today know that if you're a lady attorney, you get to come to a recording once a month, and then we get to do a QA and a with you after. And you get to comment while we're, you know, engaged in discussion with us. It's fabulous. So patreon.com slash attitudes okay shall we should i put on a hat green chef is a ccof certified meal kit company making eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle maybe you're a keto maybe you're a paleo maybe you're a vegan maybe you're a vegetarian maybe you're gluten-free or maybe you just want to eat more balanced meals green chef offers a range of recipes to suit what you like It's the number one meal kit for eating clean with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. Feel your best with nutritionist approved recipes, including calorie smart meals under 650, protein packed meals with 30 plus grams of protein on average per serving, science backed Mediterranean recipes and flavorful plant rich vegan and vegetarian meals with organic fruits and vegetables, good for you grains and plant based 
protein. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions as well as 100% of the plastic in every box. Plus, nearly all packaging materials are curbside recyclable in most areas of the U.S. Power through the bustling holiday season with our Green Chef's convenient step-by-step recipes, including wholesome dinners ready in 30 minutes or less, and over 35% of the recipes can be made in 25 minutes or less. Go to greenchef.com slash 60attitudes and use code 60attitudes. That's how many attitudes we have. And get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash 60attitudes and use code 60attitudes to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. Three, two, one, lift off. That's right. I'm lifting off in my rocket money spaceship going off to the to the planet savings that was not stuff that they wrote that's what i wrote and um and i'm gonna stick with it okay rocket money is a beautiful beautiful app that is all about personal finance they cancel and find your unwanted subscriptions monitor your spending and help you lower your bills i did not know i was a subscribed to cigar aficionado i didn't know why it was coming to my house i don't need to see sylvester stallone every month smoking different cigars from Cuba or wherever. I don't need it. Okay. And Rocket Money helped me to rectify the situation. Also, I don't know if you're in a household full of adults, but I am. And a lot of people are subscribing to the same subscription services that when we can all share the password and username. Okay. So they helped me. I put everyone's info in there and we got everything streamlined in my household especially if you if you have um, uh, elderly parents living with you. It's very helpful. They have over 5 million users and help save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. That's rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. Rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. I have so many subscriptions I have completely forgotten about or have had because now I use something that really helps me with this. But I used to subscribe to Car and Driver magazine. Don't know how, don't know why. There was another highbrow magazine I subscribed to that I could not get out of. I couldn't even log into it. What do you mean another highbrow magazine? Well, I wasn't, I shouldn't say another. A a different magazine that was a little more highbrow, I guess I should say. But I could, no matter how many times I tried, I could not log log in to read it. So I was like, how do I get out of this? You know who helped me? Rocket Money. Not to mention, I've talked legendarily about the two gym memberships I had that I didn't know I had. Rocket Money helps you find and cancel your unwanted subscriptions, the subscriptions you didn't even know you had. And they can even negotiate a lower price for your bills. They did that with my cell phone bill. Unbelievable. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year. Most people think that like max, they're overspending by like, you know, $20, $40 a month. It's so much more than that. $725 a year is the, uh, is the average with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. I probably had a, $1 million of those dollars just to myself. So uh, please, this app is really, really useful. I do use it. They have helped me a lot. So stop wasting your money on things you don't use, including all those free trials that then you get billed for. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. That's rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. Rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. First of all, I want to show you something hysterical. Do you want to see it? I don't want to see your butthole. No, that's not funny. That's sad. Oh, it is. (laughs) How funny. Look how funny. Because you do Christmas lights every year, right? That's like your Christmas thing. I do. But look how Mm -hmm. funny. Moe. How funny is that? They're small champagne bottles. What's funny about... Sorry. What, what's what's funny? Where'd you get them? Why do you have them? Because I got them from some like it hot as we were walking out of the theater. They gave everyone this. But here, they what's you this shiny- for? That is to make it so that it's not fizzy? 
Okay. Well, anyway, so I oh, that Norma so says funny. it's a split of champagne. But what's this for? Oh, but, but did you try blowing in it? Oh, that's oh, it's a definitely whistle. What... it's a whistle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> only ferrets can hear it. The only other thing I wanted to tell you really quickly was they opened a Panera near my parents' house, Panera Bread. Yeah, oh, I know. What else is named Panera? Well, my mom can't get over it. It's like she's never heard of it or anything like that. And, what? But she, but she can't. Is she doing those soup breads, bowls, or whatever? No, she only gets there. She only goes there to get like a coffee or a tea. But she's what? like, she was that's like, the, that's the, that's. <laughs> I, would, I would. Maybe she got a soup one time. I don't know. But she goes, you know, there's that new bakery Why? you got to go to. Not a bakery. And I go, what's it called? And she goes, it's so good. It's called paninis. And I was like, oh. And I was like, is it just sandwiches? She goes, no, no, no. I mean, they do have some sandwiches, but it's mostly like coffee and tea, but they call it paninis. And I was like, well, great, let's go. And then we pull into Panera Bread. And the entire week, all she kept saying was like, did you go, do you want to go to paninis this morning? And I was like, I don't think it's called paninis. And she was like, what? Just like she was upset it. with you for telling her what She was too tired the- to know the, the name. So it's paninis. Do you know anyway. there's a woman here who we, we work with, uh, who for a baby, maybe like two years is called Ali Eli. And, so, and it would be fine. It. it would be fine, except we now have not, we haven't done anything about it and it feels like too late, but I don't know. But it's also, you know, when someone, cause your mom does this too, it's like getting something wrong, but then also as a, just a personality trait uses the name too much. Yeah. So it's almost like um, some sort of like, emotional like gaslighting or terrorism or something to just do it that that often pat raymond says that mrs beasley looks like the weakest link host (laughs) she fully does not the current one i think it's like jane lynch now but the oj for real all right here we go listen (laughs) i would say 15 years ago when you said the words elon musk you would actually think someone trying to make the world better Someone trying to get us off gas, someone, an innovator who's looking toward the future, who, you know, is thinking ahead of his time. And there is no denying that's clearly some part of this man is very smart. The problem is. But here's the thing. Was that a facade? Because he bought into Tesla. Like he wasn't like back in the back figuring out the batteries. No, he wasn't. But it is the like number one selling car in America. And listen, Am I a fan of Elon Musk? Negative. Like negative Vaughn negative. I will say for the, the, the fact that the number one selling car in America is electric is like not a nothing thing. Am Except I going to buy a Tesla? No. no I, would, I, would, I, would I will never buy, buy a different brand of electric car. I'm sure they're all equally I awful. actually think, right, even though Ford is a problematic com- company historically. They all are when you're that big. It's like, what can you do? But the Ford Mustang EV is the most badass car I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It is rad. Um, I would totally. By the way, get so that. is the Cadillac Link, and my whole life, <gasps> all I wanted to do is. Are you serious? I want a Cadillac too. I is want it a Texas? Cadillac so badly. I want yeah, a Cadillac. I always wanted an Escalade more than anything ever. I never wanted an Escalade. I wanted like a really long sedan, like Old. with a with a like a cattle skull on the front. Yes, but not the cattle skull, but that exact type. Is that what you're going to get? They're going to get a Cadillac EV. I did look into this. I think they're not that great. <laughs> Um, okay. I don't want to, you know what, Sarah, what about my no, here we go. I'm going to get onto the defense again. I literally just said, I'm not buying a Tesla. And then people are coming to me saying, don't buy a Tesla. I literally <laughs> said, I'm not going to. Do you think Brian can even afford one with how many times he goes to New York city? It's impossible at this point. No, I don't No, No bank would ever give you a loan. No, except now I just get here on points in the night, you know, stay with people who I find out aren't in town. Um, you, you, you plan your trip when pe- you're like, people are like, oh, I can't wait to see you in New York, but I'm going to be gone this week. And you're like, that's the week I'm going to go. And then you go and book your ticket. Of course. Yeah. Did you, I never, did, we, we need to understand. I never go anywhere to see anyone. <laughs> that's, your, that's your reasoning. <laughs> that's insane. Everyone should know that by now. Although, okay. So listen, please. Well, I was going to say the other problem with Tesla is because they're so expensive to fix and that battery is so expensive, it has jacked up everyone's car insurance because now if you hit a Tesla and you have to pay for it, it's like three times as expensive as if you hit a regular car. Listen, I'm a big fan of Kara Swisher. I'm sure everyone on this show is. 
she was so fucking fabulous. She's been following him for years, like reporting on him. Mm-hmm. And she actually, it was very interesting because she really got to know him in following him. And she said like, do I think this person is a good person any longer? No, I don't. And it's actually oh, upsetting. Oh, she thinks he's said. changed. That he was one. Well, she said good. at the beginning she thought he was a visionary. And Kara Swisher, if you don't ever read her column anywhere, you should. She's brilliant. But she sort of said, in an idealistic way, you could say at the beginning of all of this that his plans he was were for good. good. That clearly, that's not the case anymore. This is well, someone I mean, who just like- wants to be funny. Yeah. And the problem with people who just want to be funny is they are willing to do anything to make it happen. And he's not funny. Yeah. He's not. Well, evil people rarely are. I mean, someone who's threatening to cut off internet access to Ukraine right now is like, you know, there's not a well of, of jokes coming out of that guy. And also anyone who takes a kitchen sink during his Twitter takeover to say like, I'm taking it all from the kitchen sink is a... So funny that it's not funny. You know what I mean? Go to clown school. Like it's literally an option for you. You don't have to run businesses. You can yeah, go, go to, to clown go school. Go to the Luxor in Vegas. Sell out that room, buddy. That's Ugh, all you I can't. want. Okay, well, anyway. Did you see his fucking Halloween costume? No, that $7,000 Halloween costume. It was literally like jeans and chain mail. And it was $7,000. But he had jeans Isn't that amazing? on. amazing? Oh, I, so couldn't, I couldn't very, deal with he's, it. He's very sexy. Remember when that sex club wouldn't let him in in Germany? That was fabulous. <laughs> no. Why, yeah. What? Why? Like, ba- basically, the sex clubs in Germany are like, from what I understand, I've never been, but are like, whatever your kink is, it's okay here. And then Elon Musk, he didn't go, I think he was going to like a straight one or something, but he showed up and they were like, oh, jeans and Asics? Mm-mm. <laughs> we actually don't give a fuck how much money you have. That's nasty. Yeah. No one's into it. that nastiness. <laughs> Fabulous. Oh, you think everyone says they love fuck- you. Well, go ahead. They love that you're moisturizing again. I'm oh, telling you, honey. something happens when we get on Zoom. Aaron drives. Oh, you think out. I'm not like this all day long? This is my fucking day. This is my life now. I love it. I love it. All right. The reason I'm talking about <laughs> that break house today, Elon Musk, is because he has gone on a rant about pronouns. Uh, Who cares? How is it inconvenient to anybody? Because he says he's being forced to do it. Meanwhile, no, you're not. You don't even have them on your timeline, I don't think. You're being forced to be considerate. That's what you're saying. But you're not. That's the other thing is like, you just should be considerate. You should want to be considerate. No one is making you put your pronouns on Twitter or on IG or whatever the fuck you're on. Or in your email, but it's just a nice thing to do so that we can lift up people who have it, frankly, like, especially in this day and age where we see progress happening, but at the same time, we see tons of black backlash to progress happening. That's the way of at least this country. Something good happens and immediately there's anti-trans legislation all over the place is like, no, you should just do it so that you can point out that gender is a spectrum and people identify how they want to identify and just be respectful of that. It's none of your fucking business. But anyway, he gets really upset about this. He's been on this ramp before, not to mention, by the way, he has a trans daughter who no longer speaks with them. So that's the kind of piece of shit father. So is that what he's doing? He's like, my trans daughter isn't speaking to me and that's why I'm doing this. I'm sure that's part of it. I'm sure that's part of it. But the reason, he's, the reason he's also doing it is because, you know, this entire time, like, I remember at the very beginning of the pandemic, he talked about, like, sending uh, ventilators to hospitals and stuff. And he may have done that. Did. And that's, I, I've, I actually don't know. He might have done it. But then he became one of these people who sort of hopped on board with, um, not completely on board, but it's flirted with this COVID. COVID was a hoax situation. Yeah. Musk predicted COVID, the COVID pandemic would end in April, 2020. And then of Mm. course it didn't because these, this is where it becomes like you're a smoke and mirrors guy. Who the fuck are you to predict the, predict the end of a pandemic? This is like those people in like the eighties and nineties. And some probably still do are like the end of the world's coming September 9th, 1991. I remember being a kid and my parents listening to a radio show that talked like that. And then I remember the next day being like, it didn't happen. And looking at my parents being like, now what? And he was like, well, who knows? Like some cosmic for it just didn't, you know, it just didn't work out. They have and excuses remember- as to why it not, the excuse is never, that person is competent and not com- or confident, not competent. And as I said, like, I was nine years old being like, do you think he lied? <laughs> like, <laughs> do you think maybe he didn't know? <laughs> so 
So anyway, in one of his classic jokes, his classic roasts, he really just needs to be at the Comedy Central roasts. He's the kind of guy who would go to the Comedy Central roast to, to tell jokes that someone crafted for him. But if he were the subject of the jokes, he would start crying and he would run out. Oh, yeah. That's who this guy is. The worst, to me, the worst kind of person. So anyway. As my, as my family likes to say when mm-hmm. they're being emotionally abusive, you can dish it out, but you can't take it. So he recently went on a Twitter rant saying that um, his pronouns are prosecute slash Fauci. What's and the essentially joke? what he's trying to he thought it was really funny. I guess he's making fun of pronouns and also going along with this conspiracy theory saying that Dr. Fauci and his funding of COVID-19 actually killed millions of people and I, that he I, lied to Congress, although he won't say what uh, Fauci lied about. Anyway, the point <laughs> is that after this, people came out of the woodwork to really praise him and laugh hysterically at his pronoun joke about prosecute Fauci, including people oh that you really want to align yourself if you're a force for communication and the leader of one of the biggest communication platforms in the world. Marjorie Taylor Greene totally laughed, guffawed at Elon uh, Musk's tweet. And she said in one of her classic jokes, I affirm your pronouns. So funny. What? Yeah. Probably the first time she's ever done that. And because it was a joke. And also Andy Biggs replied to Elon Musk's tweet saying that there is a Republican push to prosecute Anthony Fauci, saying we'll be bringing him in soon for basically saying that Fauci perpetuated this myth of COVID, I guess. But it's a real, but you can't call it a myth when it literally exists. Right. Scott Kelly, who's a former NASA astronaut, did did a series of great tweets commenting on Elon Musk, saying, Elon, please don't mock and promote hate toward already marginalized and at risk of violence members of the LGBTQ plus community. They are real people with real feelings. Furthermore, Fauci is a dedicated public servant whose sole motivation was saving lives, which is absolutely true. And then that's when Elon Musk responded, which again was about Fauci, responded, you shouldn't force your pronouns upon others. It's not good and it's not kind. What are you even what are talking, you talking about? about? What are you talking about? What do, like that's what I mean. Like his jokes don't land. They don't even make sense. But I guess in the, his mind he thought that was funny. With these guys, they always feel like they're the fucking victim. The they person, always like, but what about me? And it's like you literally are a billionaire. You are fucking white. You're cisgender, and you're a dude. And you're the father of a trans person. Like that makes you actually an unconscionably terrible person because we always say this, Aaron, it is not good enough when we're talking about women's rights or Roe v. Wade or any reproductive rights, whatever it is. You have so many of these dumbass Republicans who come out and they're like, well, the reason I voted to uphold Roe v. Wade or the reason that I am an abortion supporter is because I have a daughter. And we hate that excuse because it's like you also have a mother. You also might have a sister. You also are a human being who should have more compassion than the fact that, well, if it's personal for me, then I'll give them the rights. Like good for you, I guess at the end of the day, you're voting the right way, but it's a bullshit excuse as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. This is the same bullshit. Just sort of like, this guy is so evil that he wouldn't even say, well, you know, I have a trans daughter, so I'm not gonna, like, he can't even do that much. He's actually doubling down in in the bad, in the worst direction. Completely. This guy just get, gets worse and worse. So again, his 18-year-old daughter did uh, come out as trans and also filed for a name change in June, saying she did not want to be related to uh, Elon Musk in any way, shape, or form. And also her mother, who used to be married to Elon Musk, Justine Wilson, said that she was very proud of her daughter after she announced her name change. So she does at least have one parent who's not like a true absolute monster. But I want to see who on this planet is forcing Elon Musk to do anything. People like that don't get forced to do anything. They don't even get forced to pay their taxes. So anyway, well done on actually buying a platform so that you could not only sound like an idiot, but you could sound like a bigoted idiot. And by the way, you'll never be funny. You don't have it, Elon. You, You don't got the stuff. No one's interested. You, you know won't what, Brian? ever get a special. I just want you to understand that you might be putting yourself in um, in danger because I did Google what Elon Musk's mom had to say about all this. And she apparently has been on a PR campaign 
for everyone to stop being mean to him. Well, I don't think his parents, I think his parents met him like two times. <laughs> I mean, they were billionaires themselves. I think they literally like crossed paths like once. And the least they can do is now to try to defend their son on what? A platform that, or or, or for, for like people are being mean to him when he's literally like, like poking people with verbal sticks to be a, sure. as a bully. Yeah. Interesting. Also, I just wanted to quickly, I won't go through the whole story here, but it is an interesting one. Quickly shout out my girls. Okay. Salvia and Marl? No. Okay. Well, yes, always shout out them, although we're, in, we're not on speaking terms now for the 12th year in a row. I want to shout out my girls. You know? Okay. Yeah. I, don't, oh, I mean, I sorry, don't know who they I are. Say, oh, got it. Okay. My are American you talking girl about the, the girl? Oh. Because they just Not released your San a San Diego book. crew. No, they. Oh, those girls. Yeah. Oh my God, no! But they're laughing so Brunch hard on a right rooftop. now. Absolutely, we had a drink with a pelican last weekend. It was so funny. That thing could guzzle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hysterical. We Margarita said next time Bill? you bring. Exactly. We uh-huh. said next time you bring the blanket and the champagne glasses because you can fit them in your bill. And my back hurts, and so do my feet. You know. I know all about it. So shout out to American Girl Dolls for releasing this new book, A Smart Girl's Guide, colon, Body Image, which is, you could, that would go one way or another, depending I'm on- I'm super you're, scared. You're yeah. sort of on the edge being like, well, how did American Girl Doll handle this thing? But there's passages in there like, the way you show your gender to the world through clothes and behavior is your gender expression, which <gasps> they're defining in this book. That's your gender exciting. expression can be feminine, masculine, or somewhere in between. And it might change. Your gender expression should make you feel at home in your body. And then it also, the book says, being transgender is not an illness or something to be ashamed of. <gasps> if you're questioning your gender I identity, or if you already know for sure that you're trans or non-binary, talk with an adult you trust, like a parent or school counselor. That person can connect you with a specially trained doctor who can help you and your family decide what's best for your body. Oh. If you haven't gone through puberty, puberty yet, the doctor might offer medicine to delay your body changes, giving you more time to think <gasps> about your gender identity. This is from the American fucking girl doll place. This is fantastic. Fantastic. And the, the, the group for this, I think they say this is for ages like 10 and up because I got to tell you, I was like, well, why not for three-year-olds? But, but I'll tell you why. They can't read. That, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They well, they're read. so lazy. Well, of course, people are up in arms about this, but I'm not going to even get into the people who are up in arms about it. This was a bold move for a place that, in my eyes, is really more of a place where, just based on nothing, the conservative parents take their children. I could be dead wrong. But to me, I always get the feeling of like, oh, no, this is like people from the heartland. Well, who because are into it's these so like dolls. focused on history and stuff. But I think they've been pretty progressive, even with like... I mean, we talked about it on dolls. We talked about American girls doll, but like they have been, they've, they've been trying to getting be, better on visibility. Yes. Like they, they could be even better as far as I'm concerned, but this is the shit. It's really great. Yeah. yeah. Norma, you're right. Like the, the, the barrier to entry with American girl dolls that they're expensive. They are expensive, but you know, but maybe that, maybe that book will save, you know, save save someone from a lot of turmoil yeah that would be nice that cafe has saved me from a lot of turmoil well that minute because then i gotta tell you then it's like time to go you know i don't know if this is true but business insider on august 27th 2022 says did a article that says elon musk's mom sleeps in a garage when she visits yeah yeah that's what i mean so which is probably a three-bedroom like a three-story house right but it has like a garage door. Yeah. Oh, remember. Hydrate everybody. Okay. I mean, this is like what you need to know. Okay. You need to get water in your system. You need to moisturize. You need to do all the things you need to do to have a healthy, happy winter. Okay. Thanks. Now, listen, Aaron, I don't think it's going to be news to you that I famously, quite famously, uh, have subscriptions to things I've never used, or did, nor did I know I signed up for them. And by the way, I might very well have signed up for them and just forgot <laughs> a couple of these things. That's beside the point. A Bally's Total Fitness membership I have no recollection of. Okay. A. B. Car and Driver Magazine. Okay. I don't know where or how or why. Didn't you have two Bally's ref- gym memberships? I was so hoping we weren't going to go there. 
But yes, I did. So sorry. I'm so sorry. The truth, the truth came out. The point is this. I have subscriptions I completely forgot about. I also, I need to learn my lesson and not sign up for any more free trials because I have to tell you like right after that, I just stay in it for the subscription. And then like two years later, I'm like, maybe I should cancel it. I Casco, I actually canceled my Costco membership on time this year because I don't. Oh, how was it? It was a wonderful feeling. Actually, but then I'm going to have to redo it for the next season. You know what? Okay, here's the thing. Rocket Money finds the subscriptions that you maybe forgot about or that you maybe signed up for or that you are having trouble canceling. Some of these are very difficult to cancel. They find those subscriptions and they are the middleman. They do it for you. They even can negotiate a lower price on your bills. They did that for, by the way, my cell phone bill. Okay, I pay less than I used to. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and saves its members an average of $720 a year. They've saved over $500 million in total for people in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. That's rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. Rocketmoney.com slash attitudes. The time has come, okay? It might be the dead of winter. Okay, January can be a very downer time because you've just had the holidays, you've had so much stress, and maybe you wanted some time off and it didn't actually come. Now, though, is the time to start planning an adventure on a glorious beach filled with glorious pride where you can make the most of it. Plan and you can look for you have something to look forward to. That's what we have to do in the winter. Who is planning a trip to Provincetown this year? Okay. If you've never been before, if it's your first time, if you go over here, it doesn't matter. You deserve to enjoy life. You could take pride in where you travel when you go there. And it's always an adventure there, truly. Provincetown is so welcoming to everyone. It embraces diversity. It's the place where cultural, cultural diversity has a place. It's something for everyone there. Glamour, dining, dancing, entertainment, hiking, biking, beaches, an absolute unique experience where everyone is welcome. Not to mention, it's absolutely gorgeous. It really is. You can see all kinds of comedy shows, go to great dinners, bike, do everything. Plus, it's queer. Okay? It is LGBTQ+++++. Plus, 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 plus. So go be yourself this summer. Plan something fabulous for yourself. There's fun theme weeks Every week for everyone who's LGBTQ+, like Pride, Girl Splash, Bear Week, Family Week, Carnival, Trans Week, the whole thing. So go to ptowntourism.com, the official guide to Provincetown, ptowntourism.com. Chickens. I love them. I think they're cute. Okay. They're so, they are so cute, actually. And unfortunately, I also do eat them. And unfortunately, I try to get mine from, um, I get mine from a local farmer at the farmer's market. And I feel pretty good about that. I do think that there happens to not think, this is facts. Okay. This is CVS receipt, receipt amount of facts, but that. People who profit off chicken the most, we can all agree, is probably Tyson. Sure, that's Foster's, Tyson. Those are the big ones. Yes. And Tyson, I think, not only do they sell a lot to consumers, but they also have a ma major contract with McDonald's. Okay. So they are, when you're eating chicken at McDonald's, you're eating a Tyson chicken, baby, okay? So I want to talk about Tyson CFO, John R. Tyson, and you'll never guess how he got the job. Oh, that well, let me guess. He happened to know his father. <laughs> he happened to be born in the same uh, family as the person who started it. And then... It's all about connections, baby. You have to go out there and network. Network. You have to network, okay? Kind of network. He is the great-grandson of Tyson uh, founder. And in early November, he... I don't know if you heard this story. Waltzed into a college student's home took off his clothes, got in her bed, passed out. She came home, 
saw a strange man in her bed, called the police. Sure. Well, so far, someone's doing something right. There you go. So he was very apologetic, embarrassed, I don't know, um, about doing this. Now, I will say this. I do believe in, I believe everyone fucks up. I believe that everyone makes mistakes. However, this is a massive to to go to break into someone's house and fall asleep in their bed. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a, that's more than a mistake. <laughs> I'm gonna say there's probably some red flags uh, before that. Yeah, and maybe this could have been avoided. So he apologized for his actions, and uh, the Tyson was he board, on something? Was is, does he was, he, does he, they, suffer he was from intoxicated? Something? Okay, so he. The Tyson board released a statement that they have continued confidence in his leadership, even though he fully admitted- We all do. We all do. I've never trusted anyone more. He fully admitted to what he did and then pled not guilty to public intoxication and trespassing charges in court. So he basically was like, I'm sorry for what I did. Here's what I did. I take full responsibility. And then in a court of law, hand on the Bible was like, I didn't do that shit. (laughs) Okay, so- Uh. This is on the heels of Beyond Meat's COO, Doug's Ram- Doug Ramsey, who bit a dude's nose. <laughs> I'm not, I wish. What? Bit a dude's nose at an Arkansas college football game. Here's what happened. And I do want to warn you this, for sensitive listeners out here, this does involve a Subaru. This might be a little difficult. Are, are okay. you involved in this crime? No, but I don't know. I don't know what, not that it matters. I don't know what make. I don't know the model. I mean, Got I know it. it's a Subaru, but I don't know. We are big Subaru fans here. So this is, this is, and I guess we could say it's probably not the car's fault. It's not the car's fault. Yeah. So um, this Subaru, or whoever's driving the Subaru, hit the front tire, the tire of Ramsey's car. How big was his car? I don't know, but it must have been massive. Ramsey punched through the back window, which is why I was concerned about the year of the car because I was like, can a man just punch through a Subaru window? Punch through the back window and then punch the Subaru driver and bit his nose, ripping the tip of his nose off and then threatened to kill him over a bump on the tire. At a, at a, on at a, the tire. On the tire. Okay. Ramsey, funny enough, used to work at Tyson before he went to Beyond Meat. You're kidding. No. So listen, I know this all seems like it goes back to Tyson, but I really wanted to just talk about these stories as a larger thing of these dudes that continue to fail up when we have a gender parity problem in executive levels in businesses in this country. We have a massive problem. We talk about it all the time and literally people do shit all to fix it. Mm. Meanwhile, these dudes are biting people's noses off and then he did get, he resigned from Well, that is some me, kind of but it's fucked like, up. I mean, but it's also I'm- like, if a dude... If someone taps your tire and a dude will rip your nose off, what the fuck is he doing at work? Don't that's tell me I that mean. these are isolated events. No, these are like not. Truly psychotic behavior. Yes. Yeah. So, and this guy was in charge of a bunch of people. He was the mentor and the boss and the, and the person you're supposed to go to when you have a problem at work of a bunch of people with that kind of fucking like powder keg inside of him. Hmm. These guys continue to fail up. And what I don't understand about capitalism and why everyone's so fucking excited, like people love capitalism. They're like, this is how our country runs, blah, 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 blah. It makes total sense. But listen, here's the thing. Capitalism, the sexism inside of capitalism and really the homophobia and the, uh, you know. Yeah, capitalism works for one kind of person. It works for one person. And the fucked up thing is that Studies have shown when you have uh, marginalized people in charge, the business does 30% better. So capitalism doesn't even care that it could be making 30% more monies. It would rather be a dick. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like capitalism mm. in the way that everyone thinks about it, what it means at its purest level, which is being a motherfucking dick pig about money is... It can't even work efficiently 
at what it does because it's there's such assholes running it. So like, mm-hmm. I just want to talk again. I mean, literally, I know it's about to be the holidays, but um, I I think actually the holidays are in, magnify the problems with this stuff because you know a lot of working moms are also in charge of buying shit and it becomes when you have a financial thing like that and you're getting paid less and you're not getting promotions and all this stuff it can be a fucked up reminder that you're not being treated equally in your workplace so here's some sad facts Women hold only 35% of leadership positions, 8.8% of Fortune 500 CEOs are women, and less than 1% of those, that 8% are women of color. And a lot of the barriers to entry are that they are held to higher standards, which is what really pissed me off about seeing these articles, is that they're held to higher, women are, and really people who aren't cisgender, straight white guys running stuff are held to such high standards. There is no way a female CFO who got drunk and got down to her skivvies and broke into somebody's house would have her fucking job on Monday. No, I can't believe, I truly cannot believe, someone just said in the chat and I agree, like, that we read about this stuff and it like almost ceases to be funny because it's real. And just- Like these things are really ha- happening and there are no repercussions. No, none. Power. And I mean, like, look, this guy is part of the family. His grandma is part of the board. She looks like Jane Campion. I don't know how I feel about that. But oh, okay. um, I mean, in that she looks like an icon in my life, but also according to F- Fortune 500, she's like basically rivals. She rivals- um, uh, not Elon Musk. Who's the other asshole? Jeff Bezos. Yes, Jeff Bezos. And how little she gives back. Right. Yeah. Right. There's like a Forbes has like a a philanthropy scale, and she's at the fucking bottom. So listen, I just don't think that. I think that. Well, there's this thing called the broken rung, which is essentially that because of barriers to entry, like being held to a higher standard, um, uh, you're, you're dealing with microaggressions all day long. You don't have access to the same network as, as uh, male executives. All this shit, right? So there's a rung that you're on a rung and then the one above you is broken and you're never, you're never getting to the next one because no one's giving you a hand. No one's mentoring you and no one's making sure that this fucking, nobody's even grabbing some duct tape and going, can we at least, maybe the rung won't be functional, but maybe we can put something together where For someone could like- at least five seconds, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's, it's insane. And as I said, like all these studies are out there that are like, if you put, a, if you have a diverse executive level, your company will operate 30% better than a company that doesn't have a diverse executive level. And the reason is that, and um, this is actually creating another problem, but because people in that position feel very responsible for bringing people like them or more diversity up, they end up doing all this emotional labor to mentor, to, you know, go out of their way to make sure everyone feels appreciated. All this extra stuff that should just be like part of your job as a as an exec that other execs aren't doing. So then you have like this crazy burnout because you're trying to do your job well, you're being held to a higher standard and you're also trying to bring people up at the same time. And you're shouldering the responsibility of that all by yourself, especially when you have these places that have like, you know, 3% of their executive force women, you know, they're, they're doing so much work and then it creates this closed loop. Right. So like they're not getting promoted. Then you don't, then they don't have any qualified people. And then there's all these excuses that companies make of like, well, we don't have any qualified candidates. It's like, what have you personally done to support train, bring up qualified candidates? Nothing. Yeah, for sure. There, there's also now because of the way that 
things are, and there are, the women who are in positions of power are leaving their companies because they are demanding for the first time really ever in better working conditions and not having to do this, all the emotional labor themselves. They're tired of the shit. And so now they're like super in demand and, and, but because of that, because these companies can't get their shit together, they're losing, they will lose a generation of uh, female leaders now and the next generation they will also lose because they're not doing the right things to keep anyone at their company, especially if they're in hostile work environments, especially if you're in a work environment where you see the dude who's on your level, okay? You both report to the same person getting fucked up, breaking into people's houses and there's no consequences. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you do one fucking thing wrong, your ass is out. Well, listen, I don't agree with any of their politics, but like it goes along kind of with the glass cliff thing. And again, I'm about to talk out of my ass. All I I know is that Boris Johnson was so hated for so long, yet stuck around. When you look at Theresa May, and I can't even remember the other one who lasted like five days. I know she was horrible. Yeah. But you put women in these positions to immediately remove them. I don't like any of their politics. I am not saying that. I just think it's a stark difference. No, it's like, it's like, it's, it's so, it's like performative. Like we Mm. put a woman in, oh, she failed. It's like, you're doing. But we tried. Look, we did it. We did do it. The foundation is rotten Mm -hmm. from the first place. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's what these, these reports are saying. Um, This company McKinney, I think, did a whole study about what's happening right now in, in, um, women in the workplace and they're just basically like women are tired of the shit they're tired of all this stuff and it's going to be really hard to have you're you're going to see a very stark difference in companies if they don't start doing the right thing i will say on a positive note when the nosebiter left the company to go to beyond me he was replaced with a woman that i am now obsessed with She's on the management team. I'll, I'll say this, like Tyson has like 24 people in their executive and board, seven whom are, are women. So, I mean, it's not the worst. It's not the fucking best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so th- I guess that's something. And that's all I can, that's the only good thing I can say about it. But okay. So who replaced Nosebiter was this, is this, I mean, incredible Redhead. Wait, the nosebiter went to Beyond Meat? I had that question too. Yeah, so Tyson, so Beyond Meat nosebiter went to, came to Beyond Meat from Tyson. I see. Okay, okay. So I'm not saying Tyson is like a hostile place to work, but it certainly probably puts up with a lot of bullshit from angry dudes. Yeah. Or dudes struggling with something. And there's, I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe but he th- won't bite noses anymore. Maybe he'll just bite plants. That w- Wouldn't that be nice? Mm-hmm. So- Nosebiter, when he went to Beyond Me, was replaced at Tyson with a woman, uh, beautiful. I mean, I am just obsessed. With, I mean, she's like a Reba McIntyre level redhead, like a smile that could warm a thousand hearts. I mean, I don't know. So this is a woman. Her name's Sandy Luckcuck. Wow. Which I also am obsessed with her because she looks just like my college boyfriend's sister. I don't. I do wish her last name was Luck Cluck because that's a great name to have in the Tyson business. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yes. Anyway, I have to give them credit for at least, you know, they do bring women up at that company. This isn't really about Tyson. It's just about the state of affairs of things. And also just like putting up with bullshit from guys who shouldn't be doing the fucking job if they can't deal with people and they can't not, you know, rage out on people. Maybe you shouldn't be doing this job especially not in a vegetarian business. That's where also I was like, the meanest people I know run weed shops. What are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Oh, wow. Okay. We got some Apple podcast comments. In the chat section. (laughs) Okay. Oh. Rad Brett says, Supreme Butthole. 
five stars. Mm. Every time I hear Amy corny butthole, I crash my car. I'm writing this review in a ditch. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Get out of Brad- that ditch, baby. Bradley's apartment has been listening to you from the start. Love, love, love. Anytime you want to start a throuple, count me in. I'm too tired. Oh God, there's upset. I, are you kidding me? I barely, I mean, honestly, I could barely put a hat on my head today. Okay. Ian Ark wants to know but what I happened did go to get, Sylvia um, Some of my jeans tailored. Oh, that's a, what? Excuse Is it difficult me. to tailor jeans? Yes, that's why you have to go to the right place. And what do they, because they, then they use the right thread? It's something, I don't know why they say it's so difficult, but it is. But they mm. said they'd have them Friday. I'm thrilled. So you have a, like, you have a tailor in New York now. Is that where you're at? Well, I just establishing all services. I looked up a tailor in New York who really did not have time for me today, to be honest (laughs) with you. Truly was not in the mood when I was like, I don't know. What do you think? And they were like, I don't know. I'm not wearing them. I was like, okay. (laughs) I fucking, I love it. Yeah. Who has the time? No, they don't. I don't either. Honestly, I could not believe. Honestly, when they said, do you want to try on the jeans? I was like, oh, I have to like, yeah, I guess. (laughs) Anyway, you should have wore them in. And then when you had to leave them, you should have been well, then very surprised. <laughs> You're right. And then um, Amy Solitaire says, what's the point of white gloves? That's what I want to know. Yeah. We haven't that. gotten down to the bottom of it. Ian Ark wants to know what happened to Salvia and Marla. And I think we, I think we covered it this episode. Yeah. They, oof, things are not good. Um, they're living in Utah right now. Um, and doing what? It, well, I'm actually proud of them. They're doing some sort of, they're going undercover to BYU uh, to get rid of that honor code system they have to try, oh. because they're, re, you know, them, they're really going to test it. They're really going to test it. So mm. I can't wait to hear back on how that all went. Mm. So I can't wait. Yeah, they're great. Well, I think we'll probably hear about it in the news first, right? Because yeah, you blocked problem. them on no, your cell No, my girls phone. get away with it. My girls get away with it. My girls but, get away but with it. But someone will know that the, the, the deeds will be uncovered. Yes. Yeah. They did get full face transplants for it. Mm, they, yeah. But they just swapped each other's faces. Yeah. So yeah. ultimately, but they're having fun, I think. I, I'm so I'm, I'm thrilled to hear it. Me too. They're great. They're great. And they're taking singing lessons, which I encouraged. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It all goes together. Thank you to all the lady attorneys who joined us today. God bless you. Seriously. Oh my God. Couldn't do it without you. And then uh, don't forget Mrs. Beasley. Mrs. Beasley. <laughs> my God. <laughs> on dolls. Butterwig. With and without glasses. Okay. We're going to do a, we're, we're going to see what everyone, if, is it Two like looks, a, one doll. Is it a, you know, she's all that situation? We don't know. Honest to God, if she takes off those glasses, is it you never know. She science? might go to yeah. the prom tonight. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe also. I feel like we say that sometimes, but not all the time. It literally takes one second to just press five stars. One second. And you can do it every time you listen. You don't even have to do it once. And if you want to write a review, it can be as beautiful as driving into a ditch like the person today, or it can be as simple and elegant as a high heel shoe. That's it. That's all you have to do. It helps so much. We can't even tell you how much it helps to just have those those ratings, especially Someone, in this hardcore world of, of reviews online. Someone sent me a picture of a chair, like a dining table chair, and all four of the chair legs on the bottom had tiny high heel shoes on it. That's upsetting. I'm really upsetting. Because I don't even know where to get them. What are they, like, wine charms? A chair, first of all, is not comfortable because a human is sitting in them. <laughs> and then you make them wear high heels. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I all can't right. wait to see we'll it. S- me too. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. This will be our, actually, this is our last episode. We're going to be doing We're going to re- release the dolls in a dateline uh, mm-hmm. during the break. So have a wonderful, wonderful break. That'll be like the next two episodes, I guess. And we'll see you in 2023. One. Can you even think about it? No, but it also feels like it's time. Yeah, I'm ready. But, I, I, this, this year can fucking get lost. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we love you. <laughs>